All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan, and welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. Our guest today is Allison Giddens. Allison is president and co-owner of WinTech, a precision machine shop based just outside of Atlanta, Georgia. She has an undergraduate degree in psychology and criminal justice, graduate degrees in conflict management and manufacturing leadership, and certificates in cybersecurity, risk management, and finance, and she still doesn't know what she wants to be when she grows up. Welcome to the show, Allison. Hey, thanks for having me. Share with us a little bit about your background, about your journey, and and what led you to president and co-owner of WinTech. So it was kind of a, a stumble, to be honest with you. I left college working for sales marketing for a large media conglomerate outside of Atlanta. I can let you guess who that is. And as much as I was learning, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't the corporate world, just wasn't for me. So I happened to be pet sitting for some neighbors and I knew that he was a business owner. And I said to him, I want to come work for you. And he said, you don't even know what I do. I said, I don't, I don't care. I, I know it's a small business and I think I want to, I want to get involved in that. So he said, you can come in for an interview. And uh, I laughed and said, well, I'm already working for you. Shouldn't I just get a job? Because I was (laughs) young and stupid and I thought that's how things worked. Um, But I came in for an interview and got to know that group a little bit more by, but thankfully, graciously, he hired me on as some, some admin assistant of sorts. And I grew to learn a little bit about everything. And he, he threw me to the wolves on a couple of projects, which was good. And I quickly realized that this whole manufacturing overlapped with a small business thing. That was for me. That was cool. Share with us a little bit about your culture over at WinTech. What are some of the things that you're doing right now that are working as far as your corporate culture or with your employees? So a few years ago, we asked the employees what they felt the values of the company were. And it was something that in the 30 years that WinTech has been around, we had never purposely, we, we hadn't gone out of our way to figure out. It just kind of felt like um, culture was driving us rather than us driving the culture. And so we, we found that uh, through some conversations and through some survey monkey results, uh, we narrowed things down to three words. The employees found set WinTech apart and that they held in most value. And those were accuracy respect, and accountability. And those three things really speak to our group. It is um, obviously in manufacturing, it's important to be accurate. And then the respect level and accountability, I think ultimately speaks to the importance of integrity that employees find is really important. And those types of things have, have worked well to, to highlight. Furthermore, that what's, what's grown from that is to better the communication uh, within the team. So for example, the accountability aspect, you know, you, you could talk all day about how it's important to be accountable for something, but unless certain expectations are not communicated, 
then you can't hold somebody accountable for something. Some things that we found really worked for us was we initiated five-minute stand-up meetings every Tuesday afternoon. Granted, when COVID came around, it was a little more challenging to get 30 people together six feet apart, but we made it happen. We made it happen. We, by doing that, we were able to communicate the same thing to everybody at the same time. So everyone was hearing the same information and that, that was really helpful. So when it comes to those three nouns that your employees came up with, what was it about the culture that made them feel respected, that made it feel like that was one of your values of being accountable? I think that the respect, accountability, and accuracy ultimately came from the founder and owner of Wintech. So Dennis Winslow was always very, very fair. I mean, he's a, he's a just guy. So he would be the first person to pick up a broom and go sweep. He's not going to ask anybody um, on any level of management to not clean or not do something that maybe somebody else would look down on. And I think that even playing field and that, that respect level really speaks volumes to no one feeling better than somebody else. And that says a lot because we know that all of those values do come from upper leadership. And the nice part about it is taking that step back and asking your employees what they believed those words were. Because too often, companies will bring in some high-priced consultant to create a vision and mission statement for you. And then you post it up on the wall thinking, woohoo, this is us. And the employers are like, what company are you talking about? When you first posed the question to them to, to do that research, what was the reaction? So the research itself or the question was posed because of a a large customer that we had invited us to be part of an ethics program. And we had not had an, a, a formal ethics program here at Wintech. And one of those steps was having values and creating a value statement. We have a mission statement, but we don't have a value statement, or we didn't at the time. And so in order to come up with the, with the values, we had to seek information from the employees, because like you said, it would have been very awkward to have some third party come in and say, oh yeah, give us your favorite words. What are the hot button things of the day? Um, and to sit down with the owner of the company, it was it was challenging at first because it was very easy. We could have just said, okay, Dennis, what, are, what do you see WinTech as? Let's just put that to paper. So instead we said, all right, Dennis, give us 50 adjectives that mean something to you, 50 nouns or 50 pieces of of uh, bits of values that that you feel are important that you you would like to one day say WinTech represented. And we sat down and we came up with 50 and Dennis is a man of, of few words. And so that was tough to pull out, but it was a really productive conversation. And once we got 50 adjectives, then we went back to the employees and we said, okay, here are 50 adjectives, but what are we missing? What are we, what do you think we're missing from the important values at WinTech? And from there, we were able to narrow down. And initially, I thought, okay, this is going to be too much information and employees are going to be inundated with words. Their eyes are going to cross. They're not going to be interested in this. But it was funny. Right off the bat, two of the three values stuck out overwhelmingly for people to choose. And then it wasn't until we narrowed things down one more time to get that third. So share a little bit about Dennis's 
re, I don't want to say his relationship, but how he set that foundation for the company, because it sounds like for me, and I don't know Dennis from Adam, that it sounds like he probably knew most of the employees by name. He knew a lot about them. And it sounds like you are bringing that culture forward. So what was it like for Dennis when he was running the company? And now what have not only you adapted and kept, but what have you added for your own personality? Dennis has added a true ethic, a work hard ethic. He, again, would never ask somebody to do that he wasn't, he would never ask somebody to do something he wasn't willing to do himself. Um, He expected, he had the bar set very high. You knew where you stood with him. There was never a question as to whether or not what he expected. There, that, that, and that remains now that Dennis has retired and thankfully stays in touch with everybody and comes back now and then. In fact, we're going to go have lunch with him on Thursday. It's a, the, the personality aspect, funny enough, not too much has changed. A few things that have been enhanced are some leans towards technology that Dennis wasn't too familiar or excited about. Admittedly so. He, uh, we always had his favorite joke was, what do you get when you cross a fill in the blank with a computer? And then the, the punchline to the joke was a computer. Uh, so he, he was not thrilled with the way that things were going in, in technology, just because his take was, we just want to make parts. You know, we don't want, why, why does everything have to be so complicated? We just want to make parts. I'm excited to see some of the technology, us embrace some of that a little bit more, but knowing that we need to always stay true and, and hold to the original values. And that's what's important. What are some of the things that are keeping you up at night? Some of the things that are keeping me up at night include, oh gosh, how long have we got? A, a major thing these days has to do with supply chain risk management, handling so much happening for our suppliers and our vendors and heck, even our customers and those moving pieces uh, from the pandemic fallout with supplies and shortages to workforce shortages because of people being sick. Um, There are cybersecurity concerns related to those supply chain concerns. So really it's it's all the things on the peripheral uh, that I feel me as a type A personality cannot control necessarily. So it's those things that even if I can't directly control it, that I can at least be aware of it. One One of Dennis's favorite sayings was, if you know that there's a snake in the weeds, it won't bite you. And when it came to running production and running your business through COVID, through the pandemic, were you able to do any remote work or did you have to reschedule production based on who showed up or how did you manage? It's been, it's been challenging. We, we did a great job from the get-go right when the pandemic hit, we assigned a, a person in charge of making sure that all the common area surfaces were clean at all times. So basically on the hour, he was walking around with cleaning supplies, making sure doorknobs and light fixtures and counter spaces and, and, and such were all clean. And with, with 30 people or so out in the shop of a 20,000 square foot shop at any point in time, we invented social distancing. We didn't have a, we didn't, it wasn't challenging. That part wasn't challenging. But yes, when there were certain people that were a little bit nervous, you know, maybe woke up with a sore throat after a long weekend or something, and everybody was well aware that they were to stay home if they did not feel 100%. We did have to move some things around. Because we are um, a manufacturer, we were not able to 
really do any remote work. A couple of our admin folks perhaps could have, but we found it best that as long as everyone stayed in their, their respective spots and spaces office-wise, that everything would be okay. To this day, we're still dealing with the occasional unexpected somebody's out while well, we had, you know, we had them scheduled to do X, Y, Z. So it's, it's a matter of just it being nimble, being flexible, and again, having a backup plan. So it's not, it's not necessarily having to be able to control everything, but it's having the game plan in place so that if it did happen, you can pull the trigger. So when it comes to creating this network that we want to with the manufacturer's network, what would be, two, it's a two-part question. First of all, what would be some of the things that you would like to learn from what other manufacturers are doing? And by the same token, if somebody wanted to connect with you, what would be your areas of expertise that you'd be willing to share with your colleagues? Sure, that's a good question. Good two-parter. I would be interested to hear uh, from others any kind of training resources that they have for shop floor machinists, um, operators, programmers, what's worked for them. Might also be curious to know um, kind of their best practices in hiring, just kind of what they're having good experience, whether it be software or websites or um, just questions to be asked during an interview. Uh, those are always things that, that we're learning from. And resources I can share, um, I've got a great network of CMMC affiliates, so to speak, and that is the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification that many manufacturers in the defense industry base are going to, are, well, they're facing right now. Um, and then within the next uh, several months, a couple of years, they'll all have to be certified too. So I've been living and breathing that, and I'm more than happy to share any kind of resources that I've, I've gained over those past couple of years myself. Also, I've got a great virtual internship that I developed for local high school students and trying to encourage them to check out manufacturing and see what it's all about. So I'm more than happy to share that curriculum of sorts, especially if there's another manufacturer out there who wants to do something uh, similar and offer it to their local high school because that's the next generation and those are the next people we need to hire. Oh, that is a terrific resource. Can you just for giggles, give us just a taste of what that internship looks like? Sure. So it lasts about 15 days. Um, but of those days, we broke it up. This was born out of COVID, of course. And it was initially intended to bring on a couple of high school students onto our shop floor, and they were going to take part in a project. And then the world got turned upside down, and I was going to have to cancel on those students but instead of canceling, I created this 15-day, hour-a-day over lunch um, internship that instead of focusing on a WinTech-focused project, brought on 12 students, and I had a fantastic group of professionals dial in and give the students some, some um, insight into their professions within the industry. So we took manufacturing and we looked at everything. We looked at supply chain. We looked at accounting, we looked at marketing, we looked at the shop floor and metallurgy. So we, we, you name it, we looked at it and we had a subject matter expert come in and speak to the students for about 30 or 40 minutes. And at the very end of the program, the students gave us a presentation on something having to do with manufacturing, solving a problem in the world. And it was great because the, 
not only did they get a really wide breadth of wide array of manufacturing expertise thrown at them, but they created their own network. They had all these subject matter experts, these professionals dial in just to talk to these students and stay in touch. So it was a, it was a great opportunity for not only the students, but the professionals involved um, devoted a lot of time and, and energy to it. And I'm grateful for that. So happy to share any, any additional information that, that we did with that program. It was a blast. That is a terrific way to start to change the conversation and get these kids while they're still in high school and introduce them to manufacturing as a field. So good for you. That's terrific. So if people do would like to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way to do that is either through LinkedIn or through my email address. And that is a Krejci at wintech.net. And that's spelled A-K-R-A-C-H-E at W-I-N-T-E-C-H dot net. Allison, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network. Thanks for coming, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow the network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either go to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow this network, the stronger and deeper community we will have. I appreciate you. Thank you.